Well, the Bucks are headed out west. Dave Kane is about to board a flight. He is en route to the airport. He joins us now on WTMJ. Let's see here. The Bucks are going to Utah. That means, Dave, uh, I, well, I hope anyway that you've brought some skis or at least plan on renting some over the next couple of days. All right, full disclosure, uh, I am a Colorado guy, and I did grow up on skis. So uh, now I have not – this profession makes it very difficult to ski. So it's been about two and a half years since I've skied. That said, my counterpart, David Locke, who does the Utah Jazz, basically skis every day, and I hate him for it. Um, That said, he has offered to take me up tomorrow. They're supposed to be getting like 18 to 20 inches of snow. So – I, I usually don't do my, my game day this way, but we're going to go out on a little bit of a limb. I think we maybe have a little powder day tomorrow. Oh. So hopefully I'm not limping into the arena, but it's going to be a potentially pretty big day tomorrow for, for yours truly. I'm sorry I couldn't call from the chairlift, though. <laughs> Is the weather such that you could ski and even golf on the same day? Um, I don't know about there. I know it's been that way in Colorado uh, because part of the reason is in Colorado, the mountains are a lot farther away. you got to go like an hour and a half, two hours to get to the ski the ski hills. So, uh, you know, up in that, that part of the state. But in Utah, it's only like 30 to 40 minutes away. So I, I don't know if they do the golf and ski thing on the same day. I suspect probably not tomorrow because I think it's going to be kind of lousy otherwise. But great if you're skiing. And Dave, I would think that you're probably a better skier than Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will have my, my head on a swivel um, with the recent news of Gwen out there. But, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I better be a better skier than Gwyneth. Look out for Zooming actresses. Yeah, we don't want you to get sued. We don't want a countersuit. We'll stand by your side, though, whatever happens. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, if, if, if Gwyneth takes me down, she better have a backup broadcaster in mind for tomorrow. So, I don't know. <laughs> to, to be continued, stay tuned. I don't really know how to transition from Gwyneth to uh, NBA talk, but uh, here we you are. You just did. Um, Even it happens all the time. Most of these conversations, this is how it usually goes. So <laughs> you'll figure it out all as right. we go. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in with two feet and talk a little NBA. You know, they, they're coming off of such a successful West Coast trip their last time out. You know, Golden State was a game that they could have won, but then they win back-to-back against the Kings and the Suns. What do you feel like is the the magic recipe on the road for these guys to find success with another tough road trip coming up here? Yeah, you know, I don't know that it really changes on the road versus home. I mean, I think to me there's a couple things that stand out, but I really go back to around January, late January, around January 20, 23rd, around the time Chris Middleton started playing again. I think not not without it's not a coincidence that this all started to shift then, but the Bucks from that time, I think they're like 23 and three. I do know that they previously entered that period of time with the 24th highest scoring offense in the league and the 23rd rated offense in terms of efficiency. Since then, they put up more points per game than any team in the league, and they put up the number five rated offense. So. The offense is cooking again, and, and that's important because as that season was wearing on earlier, you look at the history, it, it had been 20 years since a team had made it to the NBA Finals, ranking in the bottom 10 offensively in the regular season, and no team in the last 26 years had, had gone on to win a title. So I, I think that was important for this Bucks team to kind of rediscover its offensive identity. The defense had been awesome, and really it's a tribute to how good that defense was that they were able to still be among the league leaders and win in spite of the offense struggling to the degree that it had. But I think it's gotten going again, and a lot of that is Chris Middleton involved movement, a lot of precision passing, selfless guys, and as, as more players become available, it just creates more opportunities. And 
it doesn't have to be Giannis dominating. And we saw it a couple games ago. He only takes nine shots, but he has a triple-double because he has kind of grown to that level of maturity where he's able to bring other guys into the fold. Uh, now you have Joe Ingles, who brings that similar you know, acumen into the game. And, and we talked about it last night in the broadcast. This thing he's got going with, with Brooke Lopez has been awesome. I mean, we're, we're calling it 7-11. It's always open, and it has been lately for those two. Uh, it, it's been amazing. Bucks Radio play-by-play man Dave Kane joining us on the program. Dave, MVP voting is front and center here. Giannis always in the mix. If he hadn't won back-to-back MVPs, do you think he'd be a front-runner for this year's award? And you got me on this voting thing because it, it is really anyone's guess. I think it seems like it's, for whatever reason, getting more and more contentious and more and more, I don't know what you – I mean, it's, it's so subjective. I mean, I don't think they've ever really truly – I'd love it if someone spelled out what the award is. And I think Giannis made that point the other day. But it really, what what are we voting on here? And I say we. I'm, I don't actually have a vote. But, you know, I, I think about what is your value to your team. And, you know, you, look, you can make a case for all these guys. That's what makes it so difficult to predict. But, yes, Giannis, does he have a, a legitimate case to be the most valuable player in this league? Absolutely. I mean – what he does, I always think that he gets – anyone who's – one of their strengths is defense, I think automatically gets overlooked. I just think defense is undervalued. Just look at Drew Holiday's history. Two, two all-star appearances? I mean, that's a crime for a guy who's had the career he's had. But so much of what he's done has been on the defensive side of things where people don't notice. Well, that's the same with Giannis. I mean, he does amazing things, obviously, offensively, too. But you add his defense to the mix relative to the other guys he's going against, and to me, that's what sets him apart. But, yeah, I, I, is voter fatigue a, a, a deal? I, I suspect it probably is. He may or may not have the call of the Bucks in Utah on Friday night. It sort of depends what happens <laughs> on the hill. Uh, we do wish you well. I, I know my kind of skiing, Dave. I, I go about halfway down, and then I try and find the chalet where champagne's being popped and cocktails are being served. <laughs> and if I make it to the bottom of the hill, great. If I don't, I've likely had a really good time. Well, it's, if it's a powdered day, you better be on that hill. That's where I was raised, and I guarantee you I will be out there. If there is that kind of snow, uh, the champagne powder will be what I'm drinking. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yes, thoughts and prayers always appreciated. Yes, good man. Enjoy your trip out west. Dave Kane is the voice of the Milwaukee Bucks. He joins us every other Thursday here on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Appreciate it, pal. See you, everybody. Thanks for having me.